Joe presents Liquid Football, sponsored by Paddy Power. Hello, welcome to Liquid Football on Joe, together with Paddy Power. It's the show that takes you inside the dressing room and puts you in the boots of the players. Joining me this week, Wes Brown, Luis Garcia and Wayne Bridge. And we do have an early casualty in Wayne, we're not going to give too much away. I'm smiling now, wasn't too much. No, you ago. won't, but we won't, we won't go into it because all will be revealed in the Paddy Power Challenge a bit later on. <clears throat> so we are, though, going to start at Goodison. The one-all draw between Everton and Tottenham, but when we can't go any further without mentioning the injury to, to Andre Gomez. It's, it's horrible, and I don't think any of us have, have gone back and, and watched it again, but we, we saw it happening, and it's, you just can't, can't do anything else except wishing the best. Yeah, there's, um, you know, I don't think it was a a very, you know, I don't think Son meant it. Not by any chance, I don't think he's that sort of character. And you could see how disappointed he was as well, but it's a horrible injury. Um, you could see on the players' faces, the way they reacted. Um, I've actually been in that situation with Alan Smith as well and, you know, seen how he reacted to it. That was the game against Liverpool, Liverpool Anfield, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I was there. He was yeah. there, yeah. And it, it's, I mean, it's a horrible thing. And I mean, never mind what you're thinking about once he get, tries to get back and his fitness back. It's just at the time, he's, I mean, he's, his foot is completely out and you, and you just wish him all the best, you know what I mean? You, I don't think any player would wish it upon anyone, regardless of the game or the opponent. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of them cases that does happen now and again, which, which is just very unlucky. And it's for, for everybody, when you are on the field, it doesn't matter if he's on your team. Of course, <coughs> if he's on your team, he's your teammate, you feel a bit more. But when uh, all happened, uh, the, the feeling after the, uh, it happened, it was horrible. Everybody was looking at each other. Even though there is one of the biggest games uh, that you can play, mm. uh, the, the feeling of uh, an injury like that one is, is very bad. And, and it's true that, of course, you never want something to happen uh, to a player like, like this one. And, uh, and, it, and it's a bad feeling for everybody on the pitch. Mm. But when you go back into the, into the dressing room and you know that's happened to one of your teammates, it, it, is the result almost irrelevant in, in that situation? Yeah, in a way, because you, you just want to know if he's OK, what's happened... Um... Is he going to be OK? He's always one of the first questions. And even being honest, when um, Alan Smudger did come back, he wasn't exactly the same. He wasn't the same player. You know, it's, it's one of them injuries that maybe traumatises you really a little bit. And, I mean, I hope everything goes completely fine um, for Gomez, but it is a bad one, which you don't wish on anyone. Yeah, I think I, I broke my ankle and dislocated it and my leg. And um, I remember the surgeon saying to me, you might not make it back from this. I think, mm. I think with surgeons, they're always worst-case scenario. I think they have to be, don't they? <clears> yeah, yeah, but I, I don't think... My, my ankle has never been the same. I've never had the same movement in it. I know surgeons are always getting better and better. I think they get the right treatment, but he'll have to work really hard at his rehab because I don't think you're, the movement's ever going to be the same again because it mm. looks so nasty. I've heard a couple of people talking about it and saying that it's, <coughs> it's almost... still on fire. I know. We'll come, we'll come back to that. We will explain why. But I've heard of, a, a couple of people talking about that and saying that it's almost it's always there somewhere in the background that this could happen. This could happen to anyone at, at any time, particularly something like that the way this happened to Andre Gomez, because as, as we said, it doesn't look like there was any intent from from Hyun Min Son. So, for you to to go into to hospital to have the surgeon there and have the when they say to you at that moment, we don't know if we're going to make you better enough. We, we don't know if you're going to be well enough ever to play football again. That moment, it must be frightening as much as anything else. 
Yeah, I think so. You know, you can have all the injury insurance that you want, but you want to be playing football. I struggled being around all the lads because seeing someone play football every day. Chelsea were great with me. They used to send me away. I went to uh, Spain and France and had treatment over there at camps. But, yeah, for me, I had to be away. Until I got better, I could start doing proper stuff and be outside. I struggled to be around the lads and see everyone running around kicking a football. Is it something that, that sort of is, is always there in the back of your mind, that, that it could happen? To be honest, when you jump on the pitch, you don't, yeah. you don't, you don't think that something is going to happen to you. Even when, when you got a muscle problem and stuff, you think a little bit in the beginning, oh, you have just to be careful here or there to don't have a tear or, or pull in, in a moment. But when you are on the field, you just forget about everything. It doesn't matter if you feel so no. your ankle or whatever. You never think that you're going to get injured. When I did my um, first cruise um, obviously it was a bad cruise. It was night. It was at, um, in '99. So nowadays, I mean, it's pretty it's simple. Totally you're pretty yeah. much back in six months, maybe, maybe even a bit, bit sooner. <laughs> the gaffer was like, "Yeah, go and see the surgeon." He said, "Right, it needs to be done." I didn't really think much of it, and I remember going in for this uh, um, to, to get it done. And this woman obviously read this thing out on the seat, which I had to sign. So I read it, and it's like, if "This doesn't work. This might not work." And I was thinking, "Whoa, what's this?" <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You're actually there thinking, what's this? And she goes, oh, it's just if anything goes wrong, that like, it's just to say that, you know, it, it wasn't our fault. But that's the first time I thought, wow, I might not, I might never play again. Luckily, it went fine and, and everything. But at yeah. that moment... Yeah, because I didn't really... I didn't want to... I think in your head, you don't want to think about it. You're just mm -hmm. like, everyone's like, right, we can do this operation, we can get it done. Um, these, there's so many people come back nowadays. Um, if this would have been five, ten years ago... You pretty much would have been finished, and but that's the only time I really thought about it as I'm going in for surgery. And I was like, "Oh my god, what is happening?" Um, which I signed it anyway, and luckily everything was fine. But like you said, that first one, it took me 12 months to come back. Yeah, and mentally, um, just just handling, even going in, and then like you said, the gaffer's like, "Go on holiday, go and take two weeks out," and then you come back and you get back into it. Uh, but it's so frustrating when the lads are all going out and you, you're not. Sure, if you're going to come back 100% as well, you know, you still got to do all your rehab and then get on the pitch and then sort of start again. The so worst it, sort of described was like starting a marathon that you don't know if you're going to finish. That's a very good way of putting it, yeah. I thought that Sam mm. White said that, so she's <laughs> on Twitter, yeah. so she sees it. Um, the other side of it is, and obviously, everybody's thoughts are with Andre Gomez and, and thinking about him and, and his recovery and the effect that it could have on him. But as you said, even if you're just on the pitch with, an, with another player, it, it, that, that happens to it's going to have an effect on you. For Son and for Aurier, who was substituted afterwards, and I think that, you know, Son, they changed it from a yellow card to a, a red card, and that potentially could have been t overturned by VAR. Tottenham potentially could, could appeal that. We'll, we'll come to the sort of, you know, the, the technicalities of it in a second, but just on a human level, the effect that it could have on, on him. And, and Aurier wasn't even involved in in the injury itself, he was in the aftermath. Yeah, exactly what we were talking just before. I mean, you're on the field, and I'm talking about the players who were not involved, even on, the, <coughs> on that challenge. Uh, players who are next to you, you can see all of them just putting their, their hand on their head, and because it's a, it's a very bad feeling. I cannot imagine what uh, a, a song can, was thinking of, because uh, we all know, I don't know him personally, but I know the way he behaved on the pitch, the way he behaved of the pitch, and you can see the frustration. You can see that he was feeling very, very bad. The, the, he was devastated when he was on the field, almost on, on tears. And, uh, well, after what happened with the red card, well, that's a uh, different stuff. But just the feeling of uh, knowing that you probably have injured for 
a bad injury to a to a teammate or even though there is a, from the other team, it's a very bad situation. I was feeling for him as well. Yeah, yeah, it's hard not to, isn't it? Yeah, you, you definitely don't want him to go into the next game though worrying about making a challenge. But yeah. you, he maybe is going to be like maybe we'll have to speak to someone to get over it. I don't know, but. Now, I, lots I of the couldn't clubs watch do the have that sort of formal counselling so. or psychotherapy. I mean, everyone would be them, making sure he's okay as well, but it's, it's so difficult, like for it, because he looks so upset. There will be players that kind of deal with it and phone up the player and say sorry and be able to get on with it, but he did look really cut up. I couldn't watch the replay back, so I don't like to see stuff like that. But for me, watching it, it didn't look like he mean to really hurt him or anything like that. I don't think anyone did. Yeah. It's a really difficult situation and it is going to be really hard for them and as they sort of come come to terms with it. But there are the sort of practical considerations about the application of... Well, there was VAR potentially involved in, in that situation about whether or not they could overturn the yellow. The Premier League have said that it was about endangering an opponent. And given that he was endangered, Andre Gomez, then you might not agree with it, but you can see their argument in that case. VAR could have got involved there, and they did get involved. They have not. The, the video assistant referees have not had a good weekend in terms of PR, in terms of anything. And honestly, the only thing more frustrating than VAR is a big VAR chat. So let's keep this really quick because yeah. it's just it. It's a problem that is there that needs to be fixed. So where do we stand at, at the moment? Do we think that in principle, giving the assistants a video assistant referee, giving the referees a video assistant referee to help them is a good idea at all? Do you think it's a good idea or not? No. No? This, yeah, this, goal line this, I go for, but yeah, nothing, nothing else. It's too much that they are sort of involved in. So I think the ref gets it. If it's a penalty, yes, you can, they can do that a bit, but off, on the... Well, you say the, that. They get it you wrong. You say that. Just quick, just, Louise, just, just so we know where we are. Do you broadly think it's a, it's a good idea... It, no, we're not talking about how it's been applied in the yeah, Premier League. Exactly. I think it's a good idea, even though Spain has been working already for a couple of years and the people are still complaining because uh, you're going to get angry one of the supporters or one of the teams and it's more people deciding what is happening on the pitch. I mean, it's not that it's a goal-like technology, you know, there's a machine saying, yes, it's goal, no, it's not. It's people understanding or trying to analyse in a situation. So it means that before we had one that had to decide that it was a referee, one people and we complain. Now we got two people they have to get each other in the same understanding. So it's two people that maybe we won't agree. So at the end it's too many, uh, too many things happening and uh, it's still the same thing. People is going to get angry. I'd, I'd, love to know, I'd love to know a conversation what well, they go through. Yeah, you can, you can hear it. Broadcasters have but access to it but they, they don't put it out on, ah, on okay. television. I'd love to know if the, if the refs go in. Is it, I'm, I'm saying that's a foul. What do you think? And he's going, yeah, it might uh, be. Yeah, not, not you sure. could go, like, you know. They would, if, you, if you genuinely wanted to, you could phone them up and say, can I come in and, and listen? Because they've run the, these media days at, at okay. Stockley Park. Have you, if, have any, have you been on them? Because you go along and you hear yeah. the kind of conversations and actually they're not that interesting. Mostly it's them sort of going, yeah, no, we're satisfied that isn't a penalty check complete. It's, it's more but just kind of like a the thing boring is, it's not monologue one in the background. checking it, is it? It's a couple of people. Yeah, so, so we and especially Two say it's not. Yeah. It's like, what do you do then? And then it's supposed to come down to the on-field referee. And what and what's happened? Yes. And, and what happened was that they they were going one way. It was like we then overturn what the on-field referee says, even when it looks horrifically wrong. And now they're saying, well, we're actually we're going to overturn it no matter 
what happens. It just, it, it all yeah, seems a bit of a mess just at the moment. It's not consistent, is it? Though? Yeah, for me, the, just the point that the, we are trying to use, uh, they the make quicker the game, make faster the game, so the, the keepers have to do it fast, the, the, the throw, the, the kickoff. The throwing has to be fast, the changes have to be fast, but then you spend three minutes on um, just reviewing one of the plays. Um, I mean, what we want, uh, quick and fast football, but then you cannot stop three times for three minutes because yeah. it's, it's no point. So sometimes you, you don't understand what is, uh, what is football going through. Does it need to be like this in order to perfect? I mean, you, you don't want it in, I in football it's just at all. I just for a game and that's it. But if it if it's, is going to be here and it looks like it's, <coughs> even there's no chat yeah, about getting rid of it apart from people wanting to get rid of it. But what I mean is at official level, there's no chat about getting rid of it. So does it need to have this season, maybe even if it's sorted by Christmas, fingers crossed, but, you know, does it have to have a season to yeah, settle before we judge that, it? Maybe. But I read you've been talking to... that they're going to have a meeting between uh, teams and uh, Premier League. So I, I think, think they had a manager's one. To... Frank Lampard was saying at the weekend they had a manager's one just recently. But isn't, it always, isn't it always going to come down to someone's opinion if that was a penalty, yep. if that was a foul? Will, so all you're doing is getting more people involved. Yep. Yeah. And everyone's going to have different opinions. And that's all you're really looking for as a yeah. fan, even as a player, consistency. On VAR, that says a penalty. This game, he doesn't give it. It's pretty similar. Why, why is it exactly. different? And that, that, clear, that's where you can't that get, clear right? and obvious message that they hammered into everybody right from the beginning seems to have gone out the yeah. window. I don't, know what, I don't know what's happened to that. Um, here at Joe, we are very excited because we have a live liquid football event. It's going to take place on Thursday. That's the 7th of November at Hinterlands on Man Street in Liverpool. It starts at 6.30. The tickets are free. Uh, we're going to build up to the first game of the season between Liverpool and Manchester City. We'll be joined by David James and Steve Sidwell and a surprise guest who has been one of the stars of Liverpool's season so far. I don't even know who that is. Uh, we'll also have a panel on how Liverpool and Man City has become English football's biggest rivalry. It features some of the teams from the Anfield Rap and Blue Moon Rising. So if you go to the Liquid Football Facebook page, you'll be able to get more details on that of how to get your free tickets. Uh, Liverpool and Manchester City then will be very much the centre of the, the live event. But we have to talk about them this week as, as well, because... The fact that they both went a goal down, and I think that the expectation was that they, they would both come back into that game. People who weren't watching, you assume that those two sides are going to be able to come back into the game. But, oh my gosh, I'm not sure everybody thought that they would come back in the way that they did. City left it late-ish, and Liverpool were 87 and then injury time for, for their goals, which is just just unbelievable. The way that they've been able to, to get, those, get those wins... Yeah. You played in the Manchester United. I hate saying it. But I'm telling you, I can feel it. Liverpool won it. I can. I feel like Liverpool won it this year. They missed out massively. They do, yeah. You can (laughs) missed out massively last year. Some of the games that they played, they've not necessarily been brilliant. I mean, there's certain players that have, but they're getting wins. Scary. But it's the, Don't like it. It's, <laughs> but it's the, it's the late wins as well. I mean, I mean you'll, that will that will ring a bell with you, won't it? Yeah, of course. And that's um, that, that's just players that want it. You know, they're not giving up. Um, I mean, the fullbacks, for instance, these guys are playing wingers. Do you know what I mean? And and we were talking about it a little bit earlier. These spaces in behind there to maybe get into, but people are so scared of him nowadays. They just the wingers are following him because they don't want them to get getting them positions because they're crossing and getting onto the end of um, crosses themselves. I mean, they've been doing it all season. They've been doing it the last couple of seasons, and you know these teams that are just more worried about what their the fullbacks are doing rather than their own wingers are, and that's where they're getting so much um, chances and people into the box, and they just don't give up, and that's what's scaring me. 
Mind you, City Hate did come it. back. <laughs> I know, I can tell. We'll just get, we'll get it out of the way for you. Let, you. let you get it off your chest. But City did it as well. Yeah. This isn't this isn't just Liverpool. And, and we used to see City. I, I remember last year with my. I was watching a game of City uh, a few times in a row uh, with my son. And um, they, they, they start losing the game for 1-0. And my kid used to say, oh, come on, maybe there's a chance because we were expecting City to drop points to see Liverpool getting closer. And, uh, and I used to tell them because I knew that it will happen. Wait until 66 minutes, 67, 70 minutes, they will score. And he will say, no, come on. And it was happening every single game. For three games in a row, it happened the same. And I am so happy that this year is kind of a Liverpool thing because, you know, even though, like uh, we said, uh, they are not playing sometimes in the best way, or they are not the striker. They don't you you see that they are in the best uh, moment. But they con- they score goals uh, even until the last minute. And you wait, you wait. No one is leaving the stadium five minutes before that it used to happen because they know that it can happen. Last year it was only one point uh, behind. Uh, it was very close uh, until the end. So this year you know that you cannot drop any points. You know that one draw can maybe lose, uh, make you lose the the Premiership. So. Everybody knows every single game is very important, but it's important to win because you, the draw is not enough. You could make an argument that it was those two games against Manchester City, which which decided which <laughs> way the, the league went and which decided that Liverpool were, were going to lose out on it. But the, for, for Villa and for Southampton, leading that late on, I mean, you'll have been watching Southampton, hoping, especially after the, the game against Leicester and then being beaten by City in, in midweek in the, in the EFL Cup as well. But for them to be defending... To, to go a goal up and think, right, we just we just need to hold these two teams off. It's so hard for, the, for you to get yourself mentally in the right place. I th- I've been at both ends where you play for the top team and like lower down the table. And um, it's, it's frustrating because, you know, they'd be frustrated. They would have worked so hard. But I've been there when there's always that little bit of doubt. You're thinking, this is going to be so hard. Whereas if you're at Chelsea and you had to defend and you want to get a result, you feel like they're not going to score. It is so hard, and obviously with like, you know, Liverpool, Man City weekend, they're like they would never panic. I think you know they're going to create chance after chance after chance for the whole ninety minutes. You know, Southampton would think, right, we've got one chance. If we don't score here, we might not get another chance. Whereas they're always creating chances. Southampton know they're always going to create chances. They just just couldn't do enough. And obviously, I think the goalkeeper for the last goal probably was a bit gutted. He won't come for the cross and missed it. Yeah. yeah, we'll talk Southampton goalkeepers in a second. <laughs> yeah. we, we, we sometimes even, even when you're you playing against a top team, you know that it's sometimes even worse to score a goal because yeah. you score a goal and you want to defend it and then you yeah. start dropping back. Yeah, meanwhile, you drop back you're, more Exactly. More, meanwhile, yeah. you, you try to you do your, the, your, your plan, you try to go forward, you try to play as high, but the moment yeah. you score, you think, yeah. oh, no, 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 I don't yeah. want to lose this and then you start dropping. But if they didn't score, they might have lost 9-0. No yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but to be in that, that position, and I let you two have been on both sides yeah. of it, but yeah. to be in that position where... You, you go a goal up and you think, oh, that's great. And then you, and you celebrate it and you think, right, that's, that's my afternoon sorted then. The game completely changes. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the manager said. You know, most of the time, especially when it was at Sunderland, we'd go out, pretty much go head to head. Um, when you know they had a lot of possession, we would drop back. But still in your head mentally, you're like, right, OK, let's play, we get forward. Yeah. If you do score, if you do score, <laughs> that's it. it. It completely goes out the window. <laughs> Everyone drops back 10 yards. <laughs> And, yeah, you're still working hard and you're just thinking, then it get down to the last 15, 10, and you're going, right, let's just defend, let's clear everything. But the pressure, I mean... It's hard, it's hard, it's hard though, isn't it? It's hard it's for the hard, team even trying hard. to score. Because yeah, yeah. we used to do it in training where 
you play one man down and you defend this cage went down to ten men and mm. teams find it so hard to score against you when you're really compact. Mm. But it just goes to show you how good like those teams are at yeah. attacking and, and creating spaces. And momentum as well. We talk about it all the yeah. time in any sort of top level, any kind of sport really. But that sense when you get the first, then so often the second is, is not far behind. Yeah, yeah. The reaction of, of Bravo yeah. is called the goal and he's flying back. You know, it's only three minutes probably you will enjoy. In another game, you will enjoy 1-1. One, one. Oh, it's fine after what will we, will we happen. And he flies back to get the ball and tell the other one to run back to Aguero. The, similarly, he's yeah. got the ball at the net and he's the yeah. one running back with because it. Because they know, they know that they know they're going to create another chance. They're going to get at least one more. Well, that, that's why you keep going. John McGinn said that he thought that at one stage, particularly in the first half, he said the Liverpool players were so frustrated they were just all arguing with each other and getting getting at each other. And he thought at that stage, I thought we might have them here. This is this is a sign that. All is not well because they're they're just kind of their their tone when they were talking it, to each other on the can, pitch. It can also Definitely be a bad happen. thing though, because <laughs> when you're thinking that, yeah. no, when you're thinking, oh, they're all having an argument. This is good. Yeah. You could drop a level just a touch, yeah. and you think, oh, if he's gone in training and said we've got him here, then yeah, we've got that's him the here. wrong just thing keep to go in and going. say if he did say keep it. this going. We've got him. Just same attitude, yeah. but then again, you you might take your foot off a little bit. And that just gives them all the encouragement to keep going. But you must have been on the pitch you though when you feel time, you feel you? it's not going right, yeah. and everybody starts sort of having a go at everybody else, and fingers are pointed. And it, it, you don't want half time to happen though if it's going right. For you. you just don't yeah. want it because you know things can change, especially against Liverpool. Yeah. Mm. Just waiting for that that not to come. And um, given that we've got you two here, particularly, I thought <coughs> it'd, be, it'd be nice to focus on fullbacks because it's completely different. I saw an interview with with Jamie Carragher, obviously played more of his career as a centre-back, but did play at right-back for a while as well. And he said it's a completely different job. Andy Robertson and Kyle Walker scoring yeah. at, the, at the weekend. It's just a... It's a different position now, isn't I, it? I think the I'll way I play... Couple. I think the yeah, way I, I play... Didn't say you never <laughs> scored. No, did you make it into the teams and you assist, though? Yeah. That was a make it such a I would say, Bridget, you played a little bit higher up than yeah. me. I was more defensive-minded. Yes, I would get forward... But not. I mean, these two are diff- these are like different yeah. breeds. These. I started off as a winger, mm. so yeah. Well, oh. you you would get forward yeah. quite a lot, take people on, cross the ball, cut yeah. in one two. It all depends on the team and the shape. Yeah. So, what, do you think it's that is that different then from from the way that you were you were asked to play or the way that you naturally played? Um, at Southampton, it was different. They, when Glenn Holiday, you always still wanted me to bomb forward, but I'd probably have to defend more. You know, if you're at City and Liverpool, I'm, I'm sure they're attacking more than they're defending. Mm. Um, but obviously, when I went to Chelsea, when we were on top of every team, it was you had to stay switched on because you weren't doing that much defending against some of yeah. the teams. No, I also think because uh, the defence that they've got, the two centre halves, the confidence they've got in them, they're just going, go on, you two go. You know what I mean? I don't have to stand next to him. I know he can deal with a one on one, and we've seen him do that for the last two seasons now. And then, and then it's just, what do the what do the wingers do? Do we let him go? Do we try and gamble? Which I'm sure people have tried, mm. lost it, and then all of a sudden it's there doing a two-on-one, um, getting the ball in and out. And we've seen how they can cross the ball. I mean, or like also if you wingers. if you let one go, you go well. We'll just let one go. But the problem is, if you cover one of you them, shoot. then they sw- but they or they switch to the other <coughs> yeah, side you, and then the other one. It's a different right, fullback, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Exactly. They shoot now. Before they used to say one fullback goes, the other one close, and yeah. then you got three yeah, at the back. Yeah. Right now, they both of them. Uh, he didn't cross it to one to each other. Yeah. But also, I think it depends on who you have in front. Normally, uh, now Liverpool is, is got uh, Salah and Mane on the left side, but because they are so good uh, on the flanks with the with the fullbacks, now they are not playing anymore on the on the wide area. They used to see we used to see Salah 
get into the line and from there inside or manage the same. But now they are playing in the middle because they are letting a lot of space because they are having so much, so many chances from there. That is, is a pity that you stick one player over there and you don't let those uh, fullbacks going forward. So I think they understand very well the, the, the way that Liverpool needs to play right now because the two, um, um, how you play wingers, they will be Salah and Mane. They are inside, just waiting for the other ones to, to arrive. And it's hard for opponents because, come on, if, you, if me and you are marking uh, Mane and Salah, that, they're the best players. Yeah. So you we think, didn't even think of that going right. forward. Yeah, he <laughs> just got if, if he goes inside, I'm going to follow him. Yeah. But now you're thinking, yeah. but then he's going to run That's round. He's just as good quality. Yeah. Um, so there's big problems. It's one of them if you bomb on as well and the winger doesn't track you, you you're half thinking, do I carry on going or not? Because if we lose it. Yeah. So Dampton, if the winger never come in, I can't really go. Like you said, if you've got great defence behind you, you can just keep going. This weekend, it's Liverpool against Manchester City. Liverpool 13 to 8 to win. The draw at 5 to 2. And Manchester City at 7 to 5. There's really not much in that at all, is there? Uh, time now for the Paddy Power Challenge. One of you will get the chance to win £250 for the charity of your, of your choice, courtesy of Paddy Power. That should be me. <laughs> last week, <laughs> last week uh, it was trick or tweet, which went down uh, incredibly well. It's the winning bet was yours yeah. you put it on well you you won the trick or tweet but you but, put a bet on for Wolves to beat Arsenal I tell you you weren't far off it's nearly you weren't far it was a one all draw and they could we're maybe we're not doing too well on these I not know far. we're not doing very I know we're not doing well on them that's that's it we we could go for easier things but, yeah maybe and the one week we did we did in fact do you know what the one week we did we didn't Manchester City yeah, lost didn't yeah, they that's right this week's challenge is the Tech Ball Chili Challenge. Tech Ball part of it, self-explanatory. The chili part of it is that if you lose your match, you will have to eat a chili. We have three toothpicks like this. If you pick the long toothpick, you get a buy into the final and the other two will play it out for a place against you in the final. Oh, oh get in. <laughs> get in. I hate chili. <laughs> so when you're playing the final, and Wes and Luis, yeah. you will be in the semi-final. You're first up. Let's go. Go on, then. Oh, a head. What's going on there? Oh, one nil. <laughs> you like spicy food? Yeah. <laughs> and you go. Oh, Luis is through to the final, which means that Wes is taking the chili challenge. Well done. Pick your poison. Five. Straight in with the bad boy. You're going to go straight in with the bad boy. All yeah. right then. Oh, that's so like a good bias as well. How is it feeling? It's going hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the eyes are gone. You chewing it properly. Oh, your eyes are gone. It's eyes are gone. Come bloodshot. You can you can grab your milk. It's when your under eyes start to sweat a little bit. Your eyes are gone. That's when you know it's hot. Finish. And you chewing it properly. Yeah, it looks hot. It's okay. There's no man. That's crazy. What's that again? You can see your eyes start to water. It's the final. It is Luis Garcia against Wayne Bridge. And this time, we want you to call your shots. It's left foot, right foot, knee, header, whatever it is. We want you to call it as you hit it, OK? OK. Rules as before. Can't get the chilies out of my head. <laughs> you haven't even had one yet. Right, ready, steady, go. OK, Wayne, serve. Let's go. Left foot, there you go. Left foot. Left foot, left foot. Left foot. Left foot, left foot, all left foot. No. And uh, we're going to need to get Steve Peters in for Wayne here. <laughs> right, left, right. Right, left, 
left, get down. Left, right, left. Left, head. head. Left, right. Oh, you need... Left, right, left. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes! This is match point with Wayne to serve. Left foot. Left, left. Left, Louise is on the table. There you go. Left, keep left. on Left. No! Yes! <laughs> Come on! Fuck! so what I can tell you about that one is that is number one, which is the King Naga Ghost Pepper. No, you're fucking having a lot of And to use, the, to use the two and a half no, thousand pound jalapeno joking, scale, yeah. this oh, one God, is, is 855,000 for the that's fucking horrible. That's fucking horrible. No, it's okay. Let's keep going. Have the hallucinations started yet? That's okay. Fucking hell, that's terrible. Fucking hell, lads. What an ambulance. Fucking hell. Remember your training, son? Honestly, I'm starting to sweat. So, Luis Garcia, you are the winner of the Paddy Power Challenge, yes. the Tech Ball Chili Challenge. Um, given that we've talked about how unlucky we are at gambling, what's your bet and what's your charity? Like you said, I went for a good one, <laughs> easy one, and I'm going to go for Liverpool to win Manchester City. That is 13 to 8, okay. and it's a uh, double pressure. So, very good. I'm going to try to bring it to a charity. Last time I tried to do it, but it was 1-1, so I couldn't get it to a real safety, a real fight, and, well, hopefully this time I can get it right. OK. You're not concerned about the fact that we're really unlucky on this? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is Liquid Football on Joe, together with Paddy Power and Kelly Cates, alongside me, Wes Brown, Luis Garcia and Wayne Bridge. If you like what you see and hear, then please leave a nice message on iTunes or YouTube. Now, here's John Amici to tell you about his show, Pioneers. My day job is helping businesses thrive through disruption. This show is not about business. It's about people who go from nothing, a seed of an idea, something that everybody thinks is completely impossible, and build it into this massive, massive, massive business. There are a thousand different ways to be a huge success. One of the most interesting things that we're learning is that how people are failing is almost as important as how they succeed. In fact, it's integral. It's business. Pioneers is having really honest conversations with people, talking about their business, their objectives, their purpose, whether they're just out to make a ton of money and then quit, or whether they really want to change the world. Pioneers on Joe. Listen to it. Download it. Watch it. I had nothing profound to say. Episode six of Pioneers with John Amici is available on Thursday. You can either watch it on YouTube or you can download it from your usual podcast provider. Don't forget to check out Joe's other shows as well. TKO with Carl Frampton and House of Rugby with James Haskell. As promised, we are going to talk Southampton goalkeepers very briefly. Angus Gunn left out of the defeat at Manchester City. He was in goal when they shipped nine at home to Leicester. Look, it's very hard to be the star of the show when your team concedes nine goals and you are the goalkeeper. <laughs> but there, were, there was a lot of criticism for him, particularly a couple of the early goals when the, the game wasn't quite gone. So do you think... He'll be angry at being left out, or do you think he'll be relieved to be out the spotlight? He'd take it on the chin, I think. I think anyone would have to take that on the chin. Um, he'd have probably been sat there thinking, how am I going to get back in the team? Um, 
some people might think, I hope they lose. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you like to think he wasn't. But the only way of him really getting back in the team after that is the goalie not having a good game. And? And I've mentioned it before. I thought, you know, he made a couple of good saves, but I thought for the last goal, maybe he could have got it or maybe he didn't have to come out. Um, It's a hard one. I'm not a goalkeeper, but he, he might have quietly been smiling inside that that's a mistake and I might get another chance. Because that's, that's the thing, isn't it? We've talked before about when you're, you're not quite part of the, of the team or if you're left out for, for a couple of games. But for a goalkeeper, when you're in a specialist position like that, from the goalkeepers that, that you've played with, it, it's, a, it's a tougher blow to take, isn't it? Because that's your spot. Yeah, and it's obviously very hard for, for, a, for a keeper because what you always want is uh, the confidence on your keeper. You want to make him feel confident. You want to make him go to get the balls. You want to make him that the, he gives confidence to the defence. Suddenly you got a bad game, very bad game, we'll say this uh, this time, but uh, you cannot point only the two goalkeeper. I think that the nine goal is not because, only because of the keeper. You take him away and what's the confidence you're sending or what's the message you're sending? If you don't do it well next time that you play, I'm not saying next week or in two weeks' time, you're going to get out of the goal again? I don't know. At the end, I'm not a manager yet, but um, I wouldn't do that. Or at least I will wait a couple more weeks and try to give him again another chance to, I don't know, to, to do better. And if I decide that he's not on goal because I don't want him on goal, then I will do the change a couple of weeks after. You could have changed the whole 11 as well, by the way. No yeah. one turned up. Yeah. It was, it was like embarrassing, to... I thought. Yeah, I'd like to know how it, how it was done. Because some managers don't tell you. What do you mean, don't, what, like, until like, yeah, they announce the, the team? Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping he pulled him on it. He okay. said, listen, I'm going to... What was he going to say, though? No, but I've seen some I don't players know if you're aware, but... Managed, a lot of managers will speak to you, I think. Yeah, yeah. but some don't, do they? Yeah, no, some definitely some don't. Some don't, they just... They might tell you the team on a Friday or whether it's a Saturday morning, and then you'll be like, wow, I'm not playing. But he's not, you've been speaking to him all week, but you've not said anything. But with a keeper, I think it's a specialised position. It's a tough one, yeah. but I'm guessing he's had a word yeah, with him, sure. even if it's too like, I think down there, they don't even know who their number one keeper is at yeah. the moment. Usually, if you're in a team, you usually got a keeper who is your number one keeper. Yeah. I still don't think they know. Well, have you seen what happened with Adriana at Liverpool? He'd mm. done so well, yeah. but you knew that at certain point, Alison will come on and start again. Yeah, because yeah, if you're going to break your record transfer fee, you know who the, the number one goalkeeper is. But he said maybe less clear-cut for, for Angus Gunn at, at Southampton. When, when you talk about managers ignoring you and not ignoring you, when they don't give you a reason for being left out, when they don't even tell you you're going to be yeah. left out, if you've, if you've played badly the week before and it's a manager who doesn't explain, would, would you then be sort of trying to find out during the week would you go and ask him and just sort no, of I wouldn't ask yeah because I mean if you knew you played bad the week before anyway yeah. that's I don't need to ask him it's me to prove that I'm you know I can get back on it and I'll be fine but <laughs> like I said I think the older the, the older you get they tell you mm-hmm. but as a young lad if I could be playing for like four weeks on a bounce and then one week I won't be playing but I know I played bad then I think you just have to take it and then just work hard again. I was laughing now because uh, I went once to a last... Um, I was young back then in Atletico Madrid with Luis Aragonés. Luis Aragonés is a special character, old <laughs> school, and I knocked on the door to say because I wasn't playing yeah. the, that weekend. And um, as soon as I got in, I said, listen, boss, uh, I saw that you're not going to pull me in. Why? What did I do? That I, I said, did I... And he told me, did I tell you why I put you in first place last week? <laughs> I said no. I said then you got your answer. Get out. 
I'm busy, and that's it. That was the answer. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, of course. I mean, I didn't tell you yeah. why, why you're in, so, but... why you're asking now. So, yeah. and yeah, I left, and well. That was a good answer. Never ask again uh, to another coach. I quite like the coach. idea of players going and knocking on the manager's door. Why are you playing me? What's, yeah. what's happening? Why am I in? Why am I in? But the, what's the worst way can you, that you were ever left out? Was it that kind of, that last minute decision, just sort of finding that you were, just seeing the team sheet go up or... I yeah. think I spoke about mine before. Mine was yeah. mainly getting dragged off at half-time and not spoken to. Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm thinking, I know we weren't playing well, but just dragged me off. Yeah, yeah. I was a bit like, really? I didn't think I was that bad. Yeah. 30 minutes. They took um, me out 30 minutes after losing 2 nil. Yeah, and I thought it was back in Mexico. And I said to the guy, why is that? Ah, you didn't, you weren't getting the ball. I said, but we were losing 2 nil. That's not yeah. because of me. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's a decision they made. And well, yeah. I never played for a while after. He was like, like the same night, so yeah, I was still worried. Like, <laughs> I think everyone goes through that yeah. at some point, just getting dragged. And it's not necessarily just... And you, I mean, if you're playing really bad and it happens, you've got to sort of go, OK, yeah, whatever. But in general, sometimes you're thinking, me? Like, yeah. Me? You go, oh, OK. Do you know what I mean? Because you're thinking, yeah. there's ten other lads here. That, that yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think especially when you're a fullback, I think Leicester Winger is absolutely roasting you every time. Yeah. And you think, I you're my hands up, I'm looking around yeah. and thinking, what? Yeah. <laughs> it can happen. Yeah, there's other players playing a lot worse than I am. Um, Talking of performances, more pressure on Unai Emery. A one-all draw for them, as we said, at home to Wolves. Afterwards, he said it was a bad result, but tactically it worked like we wanted. So there'll be a lot of Arsenal fans scratching their heads at that, saying how can you tactically get the game you wanted when you hadn't had a shot on target for mm. at least the first half an hour of the game? What, what's, he, what's he doing there? Trying to protect the players, for one. But, Why is he trying to protect the players? I mean, I don't know. Maybe because of what's happened. You know, take a bit of a pressure off them. He knows that he's getting to that point, or it is at that point. And that's the best way he thought about handling it. But, I mean, the fans, I think the Arsenal fans, are just getting frustrated in general. Um, that statement's probably not going to help. <laughs> but, <laughs> and Sherlock. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't know. It's obviously not going right and they're not getting the results they want so whether he's going to start changing stuff or not I don't know but I don't think he's going to be um, hammering the players anytime soon just after what's happened recently He's in a really difficult position Unai Emery well, If you've lost the fans he's definitely going to lose the players is he? Mm. Well, that, but that's the thing is that you, with the whole Granite Xhaka incident he was trying to speak about that but he's trying to keep the fans happy and get them back on board. He's trying to keep the player happy and make sure he's got him on board. And he's trying to keep the rest of the squad happy and make sure that he doesn't lose what? any more of the, the players. I don't get the fans. Like, if I was Zach, I, I wish he hadn't done nothing and I wish he had played the following week or the week after scored. And if they cheered, just stuck two fingers up at them. Yeah, I think he might wish that I, too. That's <laughs> what I would have rather he would have done. Do you know what I mean? It's fans, it's, they're so bad, really, I think, just booing your own players. Yeah, and I think. Stinks. Yeah, I think it was. It was a kind of. Well, we took, we talked about that, but it was a, yeah. a sort of frustration with the fact that he wasn't coming off the pitch yeah. quickly enough. <laughs> I, did, I did read there's a piece in the Irish Times by Ken Earlies that said that um, Mourinho is probably the best person. <laughs> or there is an argument to say that Mourinho is the best person for Arsenal at the moment because he's like the ultimate troll. <laughs> so for everything, for everything that's going on there, it'd be like, do you know what? If you don't want this sort of nice guy, Unai Emery, comes in and tries to sort of play nice football and it's just an extension of the Wenger era, yeah. tell you what, let's go full 180 and go to oh, the Jose right. Mourinho school. Be interested. No, it's a pity, to be honest, because I know I, I played with uh, Emery back on the days and, um, to be honest, it's, for me, 
me, it's not when I see him trying to explain, because also he's got the trouble of the uh, language. You know, it's very difficult to go to a press conference trying to make a, a full explanation of what I wanted the players to do or how I wanted to play. Is I, I think he was so frustrated. So sometimes it looks like he's trying to defend Saka and and then uh, defend the, the supporters and then also the the. The, the chairman and also the players so sometimes it's very difficult to, to see mm. what way he's but having even, and even he's without the trauma. language barrier yeah. that's, a, that's a tightrope to walk as yeah. well isn't it yeah very difficult because at the end you have to um, put your faith you're the manager and you have to get your way and you have to forget about the, the supporters or about uh, what is the most important for you and go with it and sometimes when you see that it's going one way or the other way it's very difficult to see it what, what do you think is, is in Iamria they, do you think they, they'd be starting to look elsewhere at Arsenal? Should they be starting to look elsewhere? I, I don't think so yet. Not yet. I mean, you've got to give him time. Um, yes, the, the results have been disappointing, but I don't think every time there's a, a problem, you go, right, OK, get rid of the manager. And, that, and that's happening more often now, and that's the way the, the game's sort of gone. But I think you've got to give him time, a little bit more time. You know, he's bought some, he spent some money, and maybe these players are not playing up to standards yet which we know they're not so I think you've got to I think you've got to give most of them time but it is I mean it's Arsenal yeah. they're expecting stuff they're yeah. expecting to win things they want to see good football they want to see results they want to see goals and this has been going on for years now so I think that they're looking to see progress as well isn't it it's not just that they want to be challenging at the, at the top of the mm. Premier League table right at this second necessarily it's that they want to see that they're Moving in the right direction yeah. towards that, and they feel like that's not happening. But they play yeah, well. They, they play you've seen some good football, exactly good football, and you the, the the lack of consistency is what I think they worry the most. Some games that you think that they they will do well, and suddenly I mean, there's two or three players that they don't show up, and I think that that's the the big problem. Because to be honest, in the beginning of the season, I saw a couple of the three games that I saw. Oh wow, these are coming back, and then boom, went down a little mm. bit. So consistency is the it can all, it can take time take time yeah. you know man city getting to the top it took them time it just it didn't happen overnight but it's it's not it's not the time it's what's happening, what's happening in that yeah. time yeah. isn't it rather than you know it's not it's not just saying right we're going to look at where arsenal are as a snapshot right now it's okay well what direction have have they gone in and mm. arsenal fans are looking at it and saying sideways really mm. since arsene wenger went yeah, yeah. well Klopp said uh, when he arrived he said that I, I need some time if you want me to get trophy i need some time in mm. the first year he said, uh, I need players to play the way that I want to play. At the moment, I cannot play the way I want to play with this player. And, well, it's been three years. And, yeah. well, finally we saw uh, things last year. With the, I mean, we, we've been seeing things happening with Liverpool, but the trophy arrived last year. So now everybody is happy and everybody. But in the beginning of that first year, not everybody was happy. In the second year, not everybody was happy. So I guess it's, uh, you need to give a little bit of time to Unai Emery to see if... Uh, Really, what he wants to uh, build on, on Arsenal is, is going to make them go to Premier League. Do you ever get a sense in a dressing room that, that that's it, that a manager's gone beyond kind of getting time to do his job? I'm not suggesting that's necessarily yeah. what's I happening I, at Arsenal. If I was a player, I'd kind of say it was our fault as well, not just the manager's but fault. Do, but what I mean is, is it, does there come a point where you think... I, I can't see any way back for him here now. Because you play, you're all talking about the manager's future. Yeah, but I'm talking about lower down the league with Sunderland. I can see that. Yeah. But for Arsenal, who are you know they're fighting at the top, they they want to be at the top. And it's not necessarily happening for you. That that would be the difficult thing when you find at the bottom. I mean, managers can lose players like that, you know, like that. And 
Then it... How many ghosts do you want that slap in your fingers? Seven times. How many managers did it have? It's under um, but yeah, I mean, lower down it's hard and people get frustrated and the manager can be going. It, it's not just the manager, it's the players as well. Um, you can't blame everything on the managers. But at the top... I mean, it's, it's a tough. If Arsenal start again now, where did he go? Yeah. You're starting the same process again. That's the thing. See, the Paddy Power odds for the next permanent Arsenal manager are Jose Mourinho <laughs> at five to two, Mikel Arteta five to one, Patrick Vieira six to one, Brendan Rodgers seven to one, and Freddie Youngberg at ten to one. And just as a neutral observer, it would be entertaining. If Jose, if not necessarily the football, but it would be entertaining if Jose, if Jose Mourinho <laughs> went to Arsenal. Do you reckon he'd take it? Do you think he would? <sighs> I don't. I don't think he would. I met him working with him. He'd probably stick around for that. His first choice, but he might still, yeah. Yeah. No, I won't say no. I, I think he'd go Bayern Munich. You say, think you say no? I'll say well, that's no, free no. now, isn't it? I don't yeah. think that he will get a team in London. Well, I think it's his priority, but you never know. Yeah, you never know. But uh, and, and that because of his personality, he's very loyal. He's, uh, I, I, I see it very hard. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I understand that. Please. <laughs> be so much fun. Uh, that's it for this episode of Liquid Football on Joe together with Paddy Power. Thanks very much to Wes Brown, Luis Garcia and to Wayne Bridge. Liquid Football will be back next Monday, except that there's going to be the live version, which will be released later this week. The show itself is on Thursday. Have a great time if you're going to Liverpool to watch that and then listen out for the podcast if you can't make it. Download the podcast from the usual places or watch us on YouTube and then leave a nice review on iTunes if you like what you hear. We've also got a Facebook page as well. Search for Liquid Football. You can get involved with the chat there. And you can check out our other shows. House of Rugby with James Haskell, TKO with Carl Frampton and Pioneers with John Amici. For now, though, enjoy the live show if you're off there, and thanks for listening. You've been listening to Liquid Football on Joe, sponsored by Paddy Power.